Hello, my name is Artez Wells, and welcome to the weekly motivational word for today. We'll be back right after this quick break. Hello, my name is Artez, and welcome back to the weekly motivational word for today. And today's word, I want to talk about dedication. I want to talk about the word dedication. And for my hip hop fans out there, I can recall when Lil Wayne did a series of mixtapes called Dedication. And if you have followed his career, he was known for being dedicated to his craft. That's what made him one of the greatest MCs currently still today. So when I looked up the word dedication, it was defined as committed to a task or purpose. Committed to a task or purpose. So going back to Lil Wayne, the series of mixtapes that he did called Dedication, he was dedicated to a purpose. And at that time when he was doing the series of mixtapes, his purpose was to become the number one MC in hip hop. So dedication, he was committed to a task or a purpose. And when you look up the root word for dedication, it means devoted to one's aim or vocation. Devoted to one's aim a vocation. So when you are dedicated to something, you are committed to that task and you are devoted to that task, that aim or your vocation. Your vocation meaning your job, your career, your business, you are devoted to it, you are dedicated to it. And so I ask myself, why do we start out being dedicated then we lose our commitment. I ask myself all the time. Sometimes I go through, through challenges in life and sometimes we tend to lose our dedication. We tend to lose our commitment uh, to our business, to our family, to our spouse. You know, life happens and we tend to lose that dedication that we once had. So I ask myself, why do we lose dedication? And even though this podcast is generally targeted toward entrepreneurs, but this could be applied to all areas of our life. So number one, so what happens when we lose dedication? So as an entrepreneur, you go out there, you excited, you start a business, you excited, you pumped up. You excited. Um, I can remember when I first was in the process of getting my insurance license and I was telling all my family and my friends and all of them told me, when you get your license, come see me. We're going to buy some insurance from you. Right. And so I said, OK, so I made this list at the time. My regional vice president, he told me, make a list of all your family and friends. And once you get your license, we're going to go see them. I said, no problem. So I made a list 
of all my family and my friends. So the time came. I passed my test. I got my license. I was excited. And I started to go down my list to call all my family and friends to let them know, hey, I got my license. Can I set up a time to come out and see you along with my RVP to talk to you about some life insurance? And amazingly, I was met with a lot of rejection. So all my family and friends, now these was people that I know. And I still love them to today and they still support me to this, to, to this day. They all rejected me. You know, they kind of gave me all type of excuses. Uh, I think they really didn't take me seriously at the time. They just thought I was going through a little phase, uh, you know, and I've been doing insurance for 20 years now. And all of them call me now when they have insurance questions. I need insurance. But uh, I, I, at that time, uh, I was met with a lot of rejection. And so then my RVP told me, go out and pass out 100 business cards a day. And so... Uh, going out in the New Orleans heat. And if you ever been in New Orleans, we have bad humidity. I used to go out with my shirt and tie on and come back soaking wet from the humidity and the heat. And so was meeting, was getting met with a lot of rejection. So you go through rejection. This is how we start to lose our dedication and commitment. You go through rejection, okay? So then the next thing, what happens is, Number two, our fears become our dominated thoughts. So when you start to get rejected by something, you let that become your dominated thought. So when you get rejected by people telling you no, telling you no, telling you no, and then when your when my RVP kept telling me that you got to keep going out there, you got to keep going out there, I was like, I don't want to go out there no more because I'm getting met with too much rejection. So the rejection started to become my dominated thought. Like nobody wants to buy insurance from me. Nobody wants to hear what I have to say. Why am I going to go out there? So when he was telling me things to, to help me push through that rejection, I let my fear of what I had started to experience or had been experienced become my dominated thought. I stopped talking to my family and friends about insurance. I stopped going out and passing out the business cards and talking to people and telling them what I do. When people would ask me what I do, I would, I would say something else. I wouldn't even much say I did insurance at the time. Because at the time I was doing it part-time and I had a job, I, I made no mention that I did insurance because through all the rejection that I was going through, it developed into a fear and that fear became a dominated thought. And so that's why many people fail when they, be, when they decide to become an entrepreneur, becoming an entrepreneur, they don't tell you that you're going to get met with a bunch of rejection. But here's the good news. As I was told, the more no's you get, it'll lead you to the yeses. And you only need a few, a few yeses to become financially successful. So that's what I was told. My mentor told me, listen, 70% of the people is going to tell you no. But the 40% that tells you yes, you're going to become financially independent. You're going to be successful in this business. 
So when you're an entrepreneur, you're going to go through more no's and you're going to get yes, you're going to get less yeses, but those yeses are going to make you financially independent. It's going to make your business successful. If you run a shoe store, right? You know, people come in and out the shoe store all, all the time. I observe this when I go when I go into the mall. People go in and out the shoe store. Everybody that goes into the shoe store doesn't buy. But yet a company like Foot Locker is a multi-billion dollar business. Everybody going to Foot Locker don't buy. Everybody, most people coming in there are just window shopping. Just looking, just curious. Because I go in there just to, tech, just to check out the shoes. I don't go in there with no intentions to buy anything. I'm just curious. I'm just going window shopping, uh, looking at the latest fashions and trends. So most people that goes through that store doesn't buy. And I would probably say about 70% of the people that go in that store doesn't buy. But yet the people that do buy has made that business a billion dollar business. So we get met with rejection. We let our fears become our dominated thoughts. Number three, we let our fears and other people's opinions become our reality. So once our fears become our dominated thought, then those fears become our reality and we let people opinions become our reality. What I mean by that? When I got into the insurance business and I was getting met with all this rejection and I really wasn't selling nothing. I wasn't making no money. Everybody told me, man, you need to put that insurance thing to the side. Man, you don't need to do that. You need to go get a job. Basically, what they was telling me was put your dream on hold. Take our opinion and make our opinion your reality, which is go get a job. You need to go get a job. That's what they told me. So we let our fears and other people's opinions become our dominated thoughts. Then when we allow that to happen, our burning desire light starts to burn out. So that desire that I had, that hunger that I had to start my own insurance business, that light started to burn out. I didn't have that burning desire when I first decided on, hey, I'm going to be an insurance agent. I'm going to open up my own insurance agency. I want to be financially independent. I want to work with myself. Through the rejection, through my fears becoming my dominating thoughts, through other people's opinions, me accepting other people's opinions and making them my reality, my light start to burn out. And when your light starts to burn out, then you are on track to lose all ambition. And Napoleon Hill says, there's one weakness in people for which there is no remedy it is the universal weakness of lack of ambition. So when you lose ambition, basically there's no hope for you. When you, when you lose all ambition in whatever purpose that you were trying to succeed or accomplish, once the ambition is gone, is no remedy for it. 
So if you're in a relationship and you lose ambition to keep that relationship together, it's no remedy. No matter how much counseling you go to, no matter, no matter how hard you try to work at it, if one person lacks ambition or doesn't have ambition anymore, then that relationship is not going to work. And that's what tends to happen with our goals and our dreams. We lose ambition and therefore those goals and dreams go out the door. But I'm here to tell you that most people, you still have a little light burnt inside of you. And even though my light started to burn out and I was on the verge of losing all ambition to becoming a successful insurance agent and the agency owner and running my own business, I knew I still had that little light in me. So I had to tell myself, I have to get back rededicated. And get back rededicated is something that, you, that you're going to have to do. You're going to have to get back rededicated. You got to say, you know what? I got that little light left in, in me. Let me get back rededicated on my purpose. And so how do you go about getting back rededicated? The first thing you got to do is, is identify your fears and work to overcome them. So I had to first identify my fears. What is my fears? Really, my fears was what people thought about me. And Napoleon Hill talks about the six or seven basic fears that you could find in his book, 17 Laws of Success. He talks about those fears. And one of those fears is other people's opinions, how people view you. All of us wants to be viewed in a positive light. All of us wants to make our family proud, our friends proud, people that surround us. That's a natural human emotion. You want people to feel good when you come into the room. So I had to overcome my fears of what people thought about what I was trying to do. And at that time, to be in a successful insurance agent. That's what I wanted to do with my life. So I had to overcome that fear. So the first thing you got to do is you got to overcome your fears. You got to identify your fears and, and, and work to overcome them. So that's the first thing that you got to do. You got to know the enemy. You got to know what's going on. What it, what, what's the fear that's keeping me from moving. The second thing you have to do is to get back rededicated once you identify your fears is write and read your definite of purpose daily. Napoleon Hill says it is the starting point of all achievement. So you have to write down your purpose and you got to read it daily. I read my definite of purpose my vision statement of myself daily, every morning when I get up and after I pray, the next thing I do is I read my definite of purpose. Your definite of purpose is what is your purpose in life? Why are you, why are you here? What are you meant to do? And part of my definite of purpose is, is to build a million dollar agency so I can be financially independent so I can spend more time with my family, give back more to my community and also help others to achieve the same success. You have to read that purpose daily. 
Every morning when you wake up, when those thoughts starts to creep in your mind, pull it out. I keep mine right on my phone. You know, we in the day of technology. You don't have to carry around a notebook like I have had, had, had to do 20 years ago. I used to carry around my gold notebook. I have it right on my phone. So you can pull it out when those thoughts start to creep in your mind. Before you go to bed, you need to read your definite of purpose. Let that be the last thoughts on your mind. We tend to sometimes let other things be the last thoughts on our mind when we go to bed. Whatever we watching on TV, watching the news and looking at all the bad things that's going on in the world. Then we wonder why we wake up in the morning on the wrong side of the bed, as they say. Let your definite or purpose be the first thing you read in the morning, the last thing that you read at night. So you have to write down your definite or purpose. And make sure that you set a time limit when you want that purpose to become your reality, to come into reality. Visualize it as being in reality right now. So even though you may not have a million dollars in the bank, you got to visualize that you, that you have that million dollars in the bank right now. The next thing you have to do is you got to list the action steps needed to get back rededicated and then identify the top three actions that you need to do. So then you need to identify, you need to write down all the things that you need to do. If you're trying to open up a business, you need to write down all the things that you need to do. And it may be 15 or 20 of those things, but you got to identify the top three things that you need to spend 80% of your time on. So if you in sales, if you in sales, it's a lot of things that, that you need to do to be a successful salesperson, but 80% of your time, if you are in sales, should be spent on prospecting and making presentations, right? Prospecting, making presentations. That's what that's where 80% of your time should be spent on. If you're in some type of sales career. Prospecting, meeting new clients, making presentations. Presentations leads to what? Leads to sales. I don't care what you're selling. Prospect, if you're selling shoes, prospecting, meeting people, hey, I sell shoes, making a presentation, showing them what shoes you have. Ultimately, that'll lead to the sale. How many people you're talking to? How many people you presenting to? So you got to list out everything that it requires you to be a to be a success in your job, in your career, in your in, in your relationship. It's a list of things that you need to do to have a successful relationship. But what are the top three things that you need to do for that relationship to work? What are the top three things that your spouse that you need to do to make this relationship work with your spouse. It's a list of things you have to do to be a good father, a good mother. But what are the top three things? And focus on those three things. The mind only can focus on three things at one time. You can't do everything. You can't, you know, even though it takes a whole lot to be a good mother, a good father, a good business owner. It's a lot of things we have to do. But you can't do everything. You can't master everything. Identify those top main three things and focus on those top three things. Number four, make a commitment to complete each action step. Remember, no excuses. So once you identify the top three things, make sure to go out and execute that. No excuses. Stop making excuses. Excuses is the enemy of success. I'm going to say that again. Excuses are the enemy of success. 
Stop making excuses. Once you identify what you need to do, go do it. Don't make no excuses. Do it. Number five, focus on the process and not the outcome. We can't really control the outcome, but we can control the process. What I tell my team all the time, the only thing we could control is ourselves. We could control the process. What I control is I could control how I carry myself, how I present myself, how I market myself, but I can't control the outcome. But I know if I do that well and I present myself to more people, in this case, running my business, if I talk to more people and I present what I have to offer, eventually the outcome is going to take care of itself. You got to focus on the process and not the outcome. If you try to make your relationship work, the only thing that you could do is, is focus on how can you be a better you in that relationship. That's what you have to do. You have to focus on, you have to focus on the process. Don't worry about the outcome. You can't control the outcome sometimes. But focus on you. The only person that you have control over, the only thing you have control over is your mind and yourself. That's the only thing that you have complete control over. So focus on the process. So in closing, let's get back rededicated. Let's get back rededicated uh, to our spiritual life. Let's get back dedicated to our family life. Let's get back dedicated uh, to our business life. Let's get back, back dedicated to being the best self. And let's make this world a better place. So once again, my name is Artez Wells. Thank you for joining me today. And I hope to see everyone at the top. God bless.